Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch Community, and welcome to episode 161 of the 167 Podcast. I happen to be Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church, and as always, I'm with my good friend, your media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? It's going good. (laughs) (laughs) It's going good. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Yes. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. Mm -hmm. I didn't, you know, we we stayed. I told you. We stayed home. Uh, We hung out. We, We played games. We did nothing. It was wonderful. That sounds fantastic. And you? It was good. You drove around? Yeah, we went to Busy. Calhoun, which is like Calhoun. What, yeah, which is like forty-five minutes um, south it's, of it's Chattanooga. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah, yeah. Was uh, it cold? Er, than here, <laughs> but it wasn't like it's colder here today on it Tuesday than yeah. it was there. Yeah, yeah. It's actually felt kind of wintry lately. Yeah, I don't like it. I love. I hate the cold. It love it. All I right. hate the cold. Like, if I could just walk around in T-shirt and shorts every day mm-hmm. and the humidity not be a 1,000%. Right. I love the no humidity. So. Like, 77 is my ideal temperature. Mm. With no humidity. I'll, I'll yeah. do that. I'll do that for sure. That's where I'm at my happiest. <laughs> Temperature-wise. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what else is going on? I don't know. Uh, Christmas stuff has started. <laughs> Yes. Speaking of, we have been. Uh, I love our church. Yeah. I don't know if you knew. I knew that. I hope so. I try to say that a lot, but no. Just like we just crafted a text to go out because we were made aware of five additional kids um, that we could help for Christmas Impact, but we're on a time crunch. Yeah. And so you know, you you were like, no, we need to send this as a text and just send it now and not necessarily mess with social media stuff and boom people responded and it's just wonderful Mm -hmm. and so Kristen has been like doing the shopping and gonna take care of it and just thank you um not just for the people that stepped up for these five kids but all in all i think it's around now 177 okay with including those five Mm -hmm. so 177 children and their families yes who are being blessed in our community this christmas and Mm -hmm. so Thank you for being uh, the people that you are. So I'm just, I just love that. It, it, and I don't know about y'all, but it ends up blessing our family as well because it's a really good opportunity to teach the girls about. Oh yeah, giving mm-hmm. and the real reason for Christmas, and it's and it kind of allows us to put emphasis on someone else. Yes. I remember when Mallory was little and we would have these conversations in the car at Target or, you know, usually it was Target, sometimes Walmart. And it would be like, okay, now listen, we're going in. Who are we shopping for? And we would say say the first name of the Mm -hmm. child. All right, now that's who we're shopping for. You might see something you like and you can point out that you like it, but that's the end of it. Because then I, I'm on the side, like, making a little list, like, mm-hmm. oh, uh-huh, um, to send to the grandparents, you know. But um, I was like, nope, but we're shopping for And have to remind a little bit. But it was a good lesson, and she really liked doing it. Too, yeah. So. But, yes, I had to remind her who we were shopping for. Yeah. 
Uh, Kara was wrapping the presents uh, night before last, Mm -hmm. and Adeline was kind of helping. Yeah. You know, and uh, do you know what a fingerling is? Not a potato. Uh, Yeah, they're, yeah. Yeah. They're like the little puppet things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Kara picked one up for the little girl because um, they're cute. Mm -hmm. And Adeline goes, I've always wanted a fingerling. Uh, with her little yeah. sweet Adeline voice. And then Kara goes, but who does this fingerling belong to? <laughs> and how did she respond? Oh, That's it's four. right. <laughs> but I would love, a, I've always wanted it my entire I'd life. I've never heard of it until we got it for our Christmas Impact <laughs> child, but I've always wanted it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, just, you know, thank you for those of you that participated with Christmas Impact this year. So um, it's just, it's always a good time. Mm-hmm. Always a good time. And I'm looking forward to Sunday because uh, we haven't done this before, I don't think, in this manner. But this Sunday, uh, we're going to, initially it was like we're going to bless the bags. But we're not blessing the bags. We're blessing the children that those mm-hmm. bags represent. Mm-hmm. And so I'm... I'm looking forward to that. It's just a little moment in our worship time yeah. together to to um, stop and recognize those bags represent. And, of course, we won't probably be able to fit all the bags in the auditorium, but there will be a good number of them, and then a lot of them will be in the classroom. So. Well, I, especially if it wasn't the oh, communion. first communion Sunday, we probably could. We, we probably could, we would. We could totally fit it in if it wasn't. If it we wasn't. Needed to, people needed to move around for communion. Yeah, yeah, if it wasn't communion, it would be like, heck yeah, let's put them all up for Load it up. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we have to, you know, be safe and have walkways clear and stupid fire code, <laughs> stupid safety protocol. And that is a TikTok. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Christmas stuff and um, trying to think what. I, yeah, it's been very Christmassy lately, and I like it. I love this. is my favorite time of the year. Yeah, it's the most wonderful time of the year. I'm I'm Someone preferable to Fourth of July. <laughs> It's warm. As as Josh is like in his like like of course I'm in a sweatshirt too, but yeah. yeah. But you could you probably don't necessarily need it. I asked. I walked into the office this morning and I asked Kristen this question. I said, "Can we just all agree that when the temperature is below fifty degrees, that whatever you're wearing at home is okay to wear outside as well?" Because I changed out of perfectly comfortable flannel pajama pants and put on perfectly comfortable sweatpants <laughs> to come to work. <laughs> and when and when is flannel acceptable <laughs> or not acceptable I'll versus you, sweatpants? Well, let me tell you when flannel is acceptable in Shannon world. Anytime I go home to Oklahoma um, for the holidays, I am... So not matching. I'm wearing like the buffalo plaid, red and black um, flannel, like, you know, shacket or whatever they call it. I don't know what they call it. It's like a jacket, but a shirt, but I'm wearing it as a jacket. And then I'm wearing like a whole totally different other like blue and green plaid flannel pajama pants Mm -hmm. and like wool socks with Birkenstocks. I mean, I'm looking good. You should preach like like that. It's like a cross between homeless hippie. Um, lumberjack. <laughs> mm. I hope we never get to this spot again. But if we do, mm-hmm. if we have to do like a a recorded message, yeah, 
I want you to dress that way. <laughs> well, like I said, I just can we all agree that whatever you're wearing when it's cold out at home is okay to wear when it's cold out just everywhere else and not be like, and I'm not talking like in the summertime, like your pajamas, you know, at Walmart. No, I'm talking about like, what are you wearing that's warm and cozy at home? Can you wear it out? Oh, uh, so. yeah. Okay. Cause pajamas in summertime <laughs> and pajamas. No, they're not the same. Not the same. They shouldn't be anyway. No. Anyway, <laughs> we digress often. Oh, yes. if only people, we, we should um, do a live stream of our staff meeting sometimes. No. <laughs> someone asked us to do that one no. time. Yeah. It would not be what you get. It yeah, would. someone did ask us to do that. It was someone on the board asked us to do that. I can't remember. Like was, they wanted to know what we were talking about in the staff meeting? Yeah. This was when we were downtown. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like we just wow. started live streaming the services <laughs> and they're like, y'all should live stream uh um uh, like board meetings staff board, meetings board meetings and staff meetings so the church is aware mhm sure no sounds like a great idea like yes and we would like to live stream your uh living room always always <laughs> like no yeah <laughs> oh goodness it's not like we're like horrible but it's just that's no but not sometimes the way. you talk about things that yeah. aren't ready to be public knowledge or ever or ever <laughs> Or ever. Well, so speaking about talking about things. Or I say stupid things. <laughs> Joshisms. Yes. And it happens you, at least once a staff As I say, you haven't done some in a while. I'm trying, I'm honestly trying to work better on my uh, public vernacular. Mm-hmm. You're going to talk good. I mean, I'm never, like, I'm more worried about <laughs> word choice than I am accent, yeah. so... <laughs> Oh, I wasn't even meaning the accent. Just well, the, you tried to talk like you're from Douglas, right? There. I was just, I don't know. That's just my typical dude in the South Josh. voice. No, no. That's I mean, because I, I probably do have the strongest accent on staff. Justin can get pretty twangy. Yeah. I've I've developed more of one. I don't know. We're I'm just kind of in the middle. And then mm-hmm. Kristen's got kind of like the yeah. the northern and then Yankee-ishness. John and Taylor really don't have accents. Taylor does a little bit. Like slightly. Allison does. Yeah. Um, she can. Mm-hmm. And then um, John is, he's a mixed bag since he's been all over the place. Yeah. So, yeah. But like Kristen can tell <laughs> when I've gone to Douglas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember one of the first times, I guess I'd been here for a long period of time. I'd maybe lived here like a year and a half and I went home for something. I don't know. And I met up with some friends from college and they were like, whoa. Really? <laughs> and I was like, I. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Anyway. That's funny. Um, so let's talk a little bit about our topic today because on Sunday, uh, we started our Advent series. Uh, we're calling it Red Christmas. And basically the whole idea of it takes red to get white. It takes mm-hmm. the the blood of Jesus for us to experience righteousness and and um, to be made right with right. God. And um, <clears throat> we talked Sunday about... The and this whole the next couple of weeks it's not it's not your typical Christmas um, text. We're going to be base home bases Galatians chapter four and um, and Paul's writing and he's talking about the fullness of time. We're going to go back a little bit into Galatians three this coming Sunday and yeah. four, but it's this idea of what does it mean the fullness of time? What exactly does that? mean because for us it could mean like oh it's the fullness of time got to go pick my kid up from school and like yeah 
But yeah. it's, I mean, we don't say that term, but no, like, I was just, that's kind of how we think like in our day to day schedule. And so what I shared with the congregation, Time's up, gotta go. yeah, with the congregation on Sunday was let's go deeper, like theologically into the fullness of time. Like, what does that mean from the scriptures? What does that mean in the culture of the time? What did that mean politically? What was going on that made that time? And when I say that time, I'm talking about, well, all of it, but like the lead up to the birth of Christ, um, the life of Christ, uh, and then the the resurrected Christ, and then his his disciples going out and their work, including Paul, you know, um, all of that was this. But it had to start with a time. And so, why was it that time? Why did it happen in that part of the world in that time? All of that. So I had mentioned um, that it was this scripturally, culturally, politically, and we looked at those. Right. Um, there was one aspect of the fullness of time that I did not get into one because, um, it is a little bit, not that that's bad, but I was purposely kind of looking at Advent from a different perspective than the manger and the stars and the wise men and everything. Um, because we know that to some degree, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying we're like, you know, super smart about it, but we've heard it. Yeah. And so I was looking at it from those times. So, but there's another aspect of the fullness of time, which is prophetically. Mm-hmm. Prophetically, what made the time of Jesus's birth and his life and his death, and then ongoing from there, what what do we see from prophecy? So, of course, Old Testament that makes the that makes the, the birth of Christ um, the fullness of time. Right. And so, I wanted us to look at a couple of scriptures today about that, and basically, so it's it's a continuation of Sunday's conversation. Mm-hmm. So if you missed um, November 26th message, it would be Advent Red Christmas Week 1, yes. if you're looking at it. Um, see it in our podcasts or mm-hmm. YouTube or wherever you watch and listen to things. Um, <clears throat> so let's talk. Were you about to say something, and then I cut you off, or did you already lose that train? I lost on? it. <laughs> Trains that's, out of the station. That's just my, like, if, if I don't say what I'm <coughs> thinking... If I don't say what I'm thinking right away, mm-hmm. it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Yep. Um, sorry. So um, so let's look at um, prophetically, what does it mean for the fullness of time? So, of course, when I say Old Testament, it's anywhere between Genesis to Malachi is, of course, Old Testament. And there's prophecy in there. And these are not um, random, like, predictions. You know, it's not like someone had a magic eight ball and they're like, you know, is Jesus going to come, you know? My sources say no. Or you know, like, do you know Joel Osteen has a magic eight ball? No. Is this a joke? No. It's set up. It's it's a <laughs> no. Can, it does word words of encouragement. No. Yes, it does. And they sell it. Yep. It's like a hundred dollars or something. They market this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> mm. You can buy it. Mm. I don't want to buy it. I don't want to give that. <laughs> if I see it at a yard sale, I'm going to get it, and I'm going to look at it, and then I'm going to... We drove past this church in oh, Houston. Oh, we did. It's massive. It's large. Yeah. It's large. Yeah, it's it's big. large. Big. Yeah, it's a big place. A lot of Magic 8 Balls sold for that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I did Those are the that. lucky people. They've gotten something for their money. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this was a... Joel Osteen roast today. So <laughs> every day is a Joel Osteen roast. 
Uh, is it Advent season? Yes. And also roasting Joel Osteen season. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right. God loves him. So. He does. <laughs> he does. Yeah, but there's also a lot of other people you could put there. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. So let's look at these. Back to um, prophecy. Um, so not Joel Osteen magic eight ball predictions, but prophecy and and when you think about it, here's what prophecy is. It is like a, it's a divine marker. It's a place where God speaks through his people to his people and it sets it up for what he has in store. So we're talking about God's timing, right? The fullness of time. Right. What do you, what's going on in your head? I can tell. <laughs> can no, you, I'm, you say I'm, that loud? <laughs> no, I'm trying to refocus. Okay. All right. I can just see you had, it's like you had a, a joke going there, but. <laughs> I, I did, but it. I, we don't I got need you. to de- derail more. Yeah. Understood, understood. It was so there are these divine markers. So here's the verse from Galatians 4 that I shared on Sunday. Paul's writing, he says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. So there, there's that fullness of time that we're using as our home base for this, this whole series. So when it talks about the fullness of time, it's not just like chronological, like we were saying, oh, it's time to go pick my kid up. Well, because we don't think... God doesn't exist on that plane. Right, right. We're on this linear plane. And that's the like that's the only way we can understand certain things mm-hmm. is to put our parameters on it. For sure. So even though the fullness of time had come, mm-hmm. that doesn't actually mean that's what God meant. Right. Like right. his fullness of like <laughs> we're not looking at a time God isn't looking at a time span. All right, it's seven twenty two on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't looking at that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I he think, was looking at a com, a completionist yeah. standpoint of what is what was prophetically supposed to mm-hmm. happen for it to happen. Yeah, and I agree with you. I I think instead of an either or, I think it's a both and. I mean, he's a. It is. It is. But we want to make it either or. Yes. Or just our time. That's what we. Yeah, we want to. Really we want to make it mm-hmm. a linear thing because we understand That's all linear. We know. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I tried to explain uh, time on the linear, uh, you know, so think of your life from from birth till now till in the future. We think of it in, as a, a line that it goes, right? I tried Hence to explain. linear, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. Well, the point I was saying that was I tried to explain that to um, middle schoolers at, no, Drew gets it, middle schoolers at uh, Mallory's school a couple weeks ago at oh, okay. FCA. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so nothing like talking about linear time to middle schoolers at 7 a.m. Mm. on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> but they seem to kind of get it. We'll yeah. see. Who knows? Anyway, back to our conversation. Um, so when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. So this is not just chronological. It's this period that is... It's significant. It's a it's a ripe moment. It's a this moment has come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's this. It it is prophetic, but it also has those cultural, historical, political ramifications. Yeah, it's like, like <clears throat> when you see those movies and they they talk about something happening, and it's like everything had lined up perfectly. Everything had converged mm-hmm. for this one event to happen, mm-hmm. yep. and then that's what happened at a god scale. Yes, that, yeah, that's a really good way to put that. So here, I want to share with you a couple of scriptures from um, some key prophecy that that talk about, that show us the fullness of time. And of course, we have, kind of like what you were saying, like we have the, 
the privilege of hindsight, mm-hmm. like to look back, you know, like when you watch these historical documentaries on things that happened, we get to see how, well, then that happened, that happened, they have. Of course this was going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Which is why, you know, sometimes um, Kristen said someone asked in uh, at Salt on Sunday night, the middle school, mm-hmm. like why, why do, why do, don't the Jewish people as a religion recognize Jesus as Messiah when everything has been laid out? And it's like, well, just because it's there doesn't mean people see it and recognize it. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's basically the whole point of, of uh, witnessing and Mm -hmm. sharing our lives and sharing the message. And that's the whole point that Jesus told his disciples to go out and share because the information's there. Mm -hmm. The truth is there. It's a matter of people receiving it and then believing it. Yeah. And, um, so when you look at this prophecy, it's like, here's the information. Are you going to put it together and believe it? Yeah. I mean, it, <clears throat> it's almost easier to for them to say that he's not, because do you want to be the descendants of the people that crucified him? Well, I mean... I mean, yeah. but from a sure. archaeological... I, I, I will say I've met many, several uh, Messianic Jewish people. I've only met two. And... They are like amazing mm-hmm. in their knowledge and understanding and and bringing, bringing well, the their, way they tie those mm-hmm. the Bible and the Torah together is incredible. <clears throat> yeah, it's really it's really cool. So uh, here's a couple of verses, uh, uh, prophecies that we find from Scripture about this. So Isaiah seven fourteen. It's one that we all kind of know. We've heard especially this time of year. But it says the virgin talking about Mary, will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And Emmanuel means? God with us. That's right. So here it is, a prophetic word given. And who does it? This is before, so it's including Mary. It's con, uh, including the the uh, the immaculate you know, conception mm-hmm. and then the fact that his name is Emmanuel, God with us. So you mm-hmm. see this coming to... So a hundred, hundreds and hundreds of years before the birth of Christ, Isaiah is given this prophecy, project, projecting a birth um, that would, first of all, defy natural laws, virgin yep. birth. That's you know, doesn't happen. It's this. It's that moment. It's that um, what we say, like a a a, a mark, a divine marker. It's that spiritual signpost of mm-hmm. this is what God is doing, um, and it's pointing to the uniqueness of Jesus's entrance into the world. Correct. Yeah. Um, so Micah chapter five, verse two. So talk about prophetically, this actually pinpoints the, the, the location. Like this is like a pin drop right here, but you Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah out of you will come for me. One who will be ruler over Israel. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is really like a prophetic pin drop of this is where this is going to happen mm-hmm. in Bethlehem. Um, so it's not only saying this is the birthplace of the Messiah, but it's also like this is God's way of using like, okay, even you, your tiny little Bethlehem, like you're going to have a place in the story. So you yeah. see that. Um, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. Again, a super Christmassy verse. And, and I mention that because I think we kind of just glaze over sometimes when we hear these. But think about this in regard to prophecy and the fullness of time, okay, how God brought this about. For to us, 
a child is born. To us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I don't know if people have actually ever stopped and thought about this, Josh, believers, but Mm -hmm. I wonder how many people are like, oh yeah, someone wrote this down as they were all gathered around the manger gazing over the birth of the Messiah. No, No, this was prophetic word written hundreds and hundreds of years before, hundreds and hundreds of years before the birth of Christ. Yeah. Um, That's just, and this is, this is it. This is that prophetic fullness of time. It's telling us this is coming. This is going to happen. Psalm 22. This one sounds strange. It's definitely not one of your typical Christmas verses, Um, but it says this. Because this is prophetic word about who Jesus is. Dogs surround me. A pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. All right, what is that imagery? Sorry, I was looking up a verse in Ezekiel. (laughs) So you are the typical kid in class that has been called on and you are not prepared. That is the imagery of of the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. Um, there it is. And really, go take the time, go and read the entire Psalm 22 because it, it foreshadows the suffering and the crucifixion of Jesus mm-hmm. and it details these events. Um, and so what were you reading? Were you I, I was looking mm-hmm. up the um, verses about... Uh, Jesus coming through the line of David and it talking about it in Ezekiel 37, 24, 25 through 27. Mm -hmm. And uh, David, my servant, shall be king over them and they shall have one shepherd. They shall also walk in my judgment. And and then in... I hadn't actually gotten to it. I was reading the scripture. Mm -hmm. Um, This is great audio. (laughs) You were about to say that. Great audio and even video for that matter. Let's yeah. just. Mm-hmm. Yep. Christmas time is here. Family's drawing near. Therefore, the stick of Judah stands for the house of Judah, and the stick of Joseph stands for his tribe. So uh, that was in David, my servant, shall be king over them, may be read as a prophecy about a person of the house of David which would have ruled over. One nation in one land gathered upon the mountains of Israel on every side mm, of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, but I mean, that's way before. Yes. I mean, so it's this prophetic pointing, these divine markers of it, the fullness of time is going to come. And when it does, you will see these things start to play out. Mm-hmm. You will see them start to happen. Um, and, and it is <clears throat> so like, there's, n- there's no other way this much stuff could have lined up without God it God's yeah. intervention. I, I I don't know the information right now, but I've I've read before, I've read somewhere um talking about just the number of prophecies that are fulfilled um through the birth of Jesus, through the through the uh death of Jesus and the resurrection. Like it's it's crazy that that we would that someone could you know, you'd present that as a case um, mm-hmm. and that people could walk away going, nah. Well, even if e- even if you take the gospel truth out of it, 
Mm-hmm. And the fact that someone um, out of the line of mm-hmm. David, born in a specific place, mm-hmm. declared mm-hmm. that he was God. You know, mm-hmm. just the fact there's no way mm-hmm. someone could have or could have set that up better. No. Like it has to be God. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because that's a, I mean, it's not like Jesus had a plot. If Jesus was just a person, just a good teacher, a really smart, savvy teacher, he couldn't have aligned where he was born. No. He couldn't have aligned where, uh, who his mother was or that. I mean, like he couldn't have. So, you know, that, that argument that, that, you know, it was kind of contrived doesn't stand up. It's too perfect. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me share another verse out of Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. It says, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And see, that's, that's not... <laughs> that's the triumphant entry. That's the Palm Sunday, as we call it, of him mm-hmm. coming into Jerusalem. And there, there's the city and what he's riding on. And there's no way. way. Mm-hmm. Like there's just. <laughs> yeah. And because everyone else, I mean, of course, Jesus was like, this is the way it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But everyone else that made actions to have that happen. Yeah. Weren't there to fulfill a prophecy. They were just doing what they were doing that day. Yeah. Yeah. Like the guy that they got the donkey from just was like, this is where I go with my donkey. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I have donkeys. It's what I do. Donkey. But, exactly. <laughs> but and that's the thing that's like it's it's prophetic. I, I mean, I guess prophecy fulfilled is miracles in itself. Mm, mm-hmm. It can be. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think that'd be a. Yeah. Because like the 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 things that have to align for all that to happen mm-hmm. is so incredible. It's miraculous. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just the donkey guy showing up that day. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. What yeah. if there were no donkeys? Well, they the... sent him and they said, go, go get one. Yeah. But, right in on. Yeah. But what if there weren't any? Yeah. There. Yeah. Well, uh, and there this was going is the to be fullness of time. Right? Exactly. And that's when going back to your, I pointed out, it's not either or it's both and where, you know, and then we could, goodness gracious, we could go down the rabbit hole of, of, um, the sovereignty of God and how he, um, you know, he's not moving pieces like playing with our lives, but he is fully aware because he's not on our timeline of the choices we'll make of the decisions we will make so that he then like it all plays out into his, I mean, master plan. Yes. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I can't get into the, the, the reasoning behind like, did God make Judas betray Jesus? Or was it that God knew that Judas's heart and that he would betray Jesus? Yeah. Like, you know, that's the thing. And that, of course, that's where I lean. Um, but and it's there's like, smarter people than yeah, us right, that right. still don't know. But in the fullness of time, God's time, not our time. Mm-hmm. So even when I talk about the fullness of time, I'm not talking about just the birth of Jesus. I mean, it's that's part of the fullness of time. But- Everything had been working to get to that point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And really the completion of the fullness of time, in in my understanding, is when Christ returns. Yeah. Or the second time. Yeah, we're not... You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we're still living in the build-up to the fullness of the time, mm-hmm. you know. 
and you know, uh, it says that end times are coming. You know, mm-hmm. nigh and all that. Yes, King James <laughs> versus stuff. I would like you to start using that. No, nigh. It's time for us to leave. It's time for us to take our leave. Nigh. <laughs> but you know, we don't like people talk about how well it's been two thousand years. That would have happened already if it was mm-hmm. supposed to be close. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at the and and I don't I don't mean this um it I don't mean this uh sacrilegiously mm-hmm. but God's playing a long game that we don't understand. Yeah. You know. And is it a long game for him? We don't know. It's not. <laughs> but for what we can comprehend, yes. It's a long it's game. It's a long game in be- regard to human life and lifespan and because yeah. because if you look it took hundreds and thousands of years mm-hmm. to get Jesus, to get to the point that Jesus could come. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. And then you go, well, it could happen at any moment. It can, but we don't know what it what has to happen for mm-hmm. him to be here. For the fullness of time to come to and, completion. And, and it's just it because we can't comprehend it, it it's so mind boggling to me. However, I'm I'm with you. I think sometimes we don't really lean into looking at the prophecy and considering, which is the whole reason I wanted Same to do this series. Same thing with the Holy Spirit. Right. It's the whole reason I wanted to do this series is let's look a little bit deeper at the scriptures, not not even outside sources, and, and go, okay, this is what was going on in the world. This is what we see from the scriptures prophetically. This is what was going on in the, the sociological, you know, what was happening culturally and everything mm-hmm. like that that we looked at Sunday. Um, that makes us the fullness of time. Yeah. Like and not just gloss over it and go, yeah, it was time for Jesus to be born. Cool. You know, it was it was seven twenty two on a Tuesday. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It it was due. Yeah. But but it was due, but it wasn't because of what we see as time. Mm-hmm. It was because God's work was complete. It was co- his working, it was, and it it was complete to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I say complete loosely because I understand be, because the tasks that were needed to be done mm-hmm. were finished. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying complete as in done. Well, and it's but, like there's no Easter without Christmas, right? Right. There's no there's no death of Christ until there's a birth of Christ. So right. It's part of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's no resurrection of Jesus without the death of Jesus. So you have yeah. to have Good Friday. Yeah. You have to have that. You have to go. Th- you have to go through all these things, or we're still sacrificing mm-hmm. sheep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So we're living in that that fullness now. So um, there's this. So there is a prophetic picture of the coming Messiah. It's fulfilled in the person of Jesus. That's what we believe as Christians. And so we see how the New Testament is setting the stage for what we find in the New Testament. And so when Paul writes a statement that we read in the book of Galatians, and we're like, okay, we're past the Christmas thing, we're past the Easter thing, we're just kind of doing the, you know, let's be the church, and how are we going to be the church thing? And we read a book like Galatians, and then you read a statement where Paul writes, in the fullness of time. Mm -hmm. And then you stop and consider, what does that really mean? And for me, it is, I'm just like, wow. I mean, it's not that I'm reading something I haven't read before or anything like that. It's just the the attempt to comprehend what God is doing, what he has done, what he is doing, what he will do mm-hmm. in his time yeah. for his purposes so that people will know Jesus as Lord. This is what it's all about. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So that's all I've got for our notes today on that, that I really, um, we, well, obviously we didn't have time on Sunday to address that, but I also knew that prophetically those, you know, we did read some very familiar Christmas style verses, Mm -hmm. um, that come up this time of year. And, um, so I wanted to kind of intentionally focus on some other things in the message on Sunday, but I wanted to get to this too. So, yeah. And then one, one thing I, and I've been meaning, you've said it, uh, three or four times in it, and it alludes to what Kristen has done in Porch Kids mm-hmm. with, the, you know, they they did a Christmas series in like September and October. Yeah, yeah. But what they what they were able to do is they really were able to unpack, you know, something mm-hmm. that we, that sometimes we only give three weeks. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And they, they got to go into the prophecies that were being fulfilled, like um, going to the shepherds and, and all that kind of stuff, and... And why they were there, and mm-hmm. and the angels talking to Mary because sometimes like stories don't actually get into that, you mm-hmm. know, because that's the she's miraculously pregnant. Moving on, <laughs> yeah. But they don't talk about like the the angel coming and talking to her, or about Jesus's cousin leaping in the womb mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. There's so much stuff that we just because of this. It's such a compartmentalized season mm-hmm. that you don't talk about it before you're supposed to, and you don't talk about it after you're supposed to. <laughs> yeah, we there's so much stuff we don't there get really to cover. Is. Yeah, yeah. And, and good, I feel like this be a is good series really, to do in in a July. You yeah, know, Christmas, Christmas in July. In July. Yeah. yeah, make it a thing. So. Let's do it. We should. It's not just free form. There you go. That's right. <laughs> um, so I know we got a lot of stuff coming up. Yep. We want to mention it real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, so this week, uh, December 3rd is, uh, week two of mm-hmm. Red Christmas and mm-hmm. then December, but this week we have communion. Yes. And then also our Christmas impact bags are due back. That's right. So drop them off this week. If you're listening to this on Thursday and, and you haven't done it yet, but you're not going to be here Sunday for some reason, bring it by the church. Let to, us know. Reach yep. out to Kristen via email, Kristen at theporchcc.com mm-hmm. and she will... We'll coordinate. Yep. yep. Um, but yeah, this Sunday we want all the bags returned because we have partnered with now four different groups yes. of of um, folks that are overseeing um, students in our community, and we need to get those gifts to them so then they can disseminate yep. and give out before the Christmas break. Yeah, so. because once the Christmas break hits, kids are hard to find. Yeah, and then it's you know Christmas. Yep. So and know. then <laughs> December tenth. We have uh, Red Christmas Week 3, mm-hmm. yep. um, December 13th, which is a Wednesday, a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a worship and prayer night. We're still working out some of the logistics of what that is going to be, but mm-hmm. uh, Wednesday night we'll have all the community groups um, there, and we'll just uh, worship together. Yeah, it'll be a, a good night. Yep. Yep. And then December 17th is our annual Christmas cantata. <laughs> I would like a cantata with a side of guacamole, please. <laughs> we, so it's, it's not, not a cantata, cantata <laughs> but it's our... Um, our Canticles ba- of Christmas. Our band does an amazing job putting yes. together a Christmas music service. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, me and Justin, we're working on some of it today. It's going to be amazing. Uh, make sure you have plans to attend and, and invite somebody that on the 17th at 10.30, normal service time, only mm-hmm. doing one service, so make sure you're there early to get a seat because it is usually a well-attended service. Mm-hmm. 
And then Christmas Eve. It's a Sunday this year. It's a Sunday. So we're going to have a both. We're going to have two candlelight services. Mm -hmm. Uh, One will be at normal service time at 1030. Mm -hmm. And then the other will be at 4 o'clock p.m. Mm -hmm. Uh, The if you can't make it, let's say you're one of our listeners or people that are plugged in and you don't actually live in Valdosta, mm-hmm. our 1030 will be live streamed like normal, so there's not a difference there, mm-hmm. and that really worked out for me uh, volunteer-wise. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, they will be identical services, so if you're coming to an early one, don't feel like you're missing out on anything from not coming to the later one because mm-hmm. we can control all the light in the room. That's so right. We get it's to still do dark, whatever so we can we still do a candlelight service at 1030 in the morning. Yep. That's right. Uh, we j- there's just so many great things that uh, we have going on as a church that really helps me specifically to focus in on what Christmas is about because it's really easy for me to get into the uh, the worldly Christmas stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, for which, sure. Which all that stuff is great, but sometimes it becomes a priority yeah. to make sure that that stuff gets done. Yeah, and. This really helps me focus myself that about Jesus and church is important during the season, but also it allows me as a husband mm. to make sure that Christmas is important for the right reasons, and as a parent, Christmas yes. is important for the right reasons. Yeah, for sure. To me, these services are really important as like standard setting mm-hmm. for me as a, a believer and a leader. Yes, I think they are. Yeah, it's just a, and and you touched on something that I think is also important. Is you said invite people like to the music service that that wouldn't maybe normally come or to a church. There's something about this time of year and mm-hmm. the nostalgia and the just the the overall vibe that you feel, even in you know very secular things, very you know that has nothing to do with Jesus, nothing to do with prophecy, nothing to do with anything. And, and yet it's a season of, of, uh, of family and being together and showing kindness to Mm -hmm. others and all that. And so with that, I say that the, the atmosphere is ripe to invite people Mm -hmm. to ask people, Hey, would you like to come to this music service or this Christmas Eve service or the special Wednesday night time to be together, um, and it's just a ripe time for people to say, oh, yeah, sure, I'll come. I, or, you know, and to make the invitation where other times it's, you know, July, it's, well, we're at the beach, we're at the lake, we're doing here, we're going that, we're doing this. And it's, I don't know, there's something about it. And I don't think it's coincidental by any means whatsoever. No. And we talked about this during Easter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talked about a study, can't remember who it was. Probably but, Barna, who knows. But people are four times more likely to Barna. say yes. Mm-hmm. On Christmas and Easter. Yes. Around Christmas and around Easter. Yeah. To say um, yes to an invitation. Yes. So be or, sure and share that. Or, and it's what, 70% are almost looking mm-hmm. for an invitation. Yeah, yeah. Seven, 70% of unchurched people are looking for an like invitation. Like they are, they're saying if you, if they were invited, they would come. Yes. That was the, the stat. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Um, I want to bookend this conversation because I started out saying, I love our church mm-hmm. and I still do. It hasn't changed in the... 30 minutes we've been talking. Um, <laughs> 43. Okay, there you go. Um, but, you know, and people who say yes. And with that, I'd say, because also in this season, in this time, we have, we've initiated something we have not done before. And that is mm-hmm. we are asking our people to be very prayerful 
and intentional and looking at where they are and the resources they have and to share with the church, not like with the whole church, but like to, to turn into the church and say, Hey, this, this is our intention. This is my intention for the coming year of how I'm going to financially be a part of, of these ministries Mm -hmm. to, to our community. And so, um, if you have not yet, if you have not, uh, filled out and turned in a step out card, you can get one this Sunday, they'll be in the seats or you can go to the connections desk and get one. Um, for those of us, those paying attention on our YouTube right now on our video, it's this card right here. See, that's good. That's good radio in there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. There you go, you hear it flopping. Um, but you can <laughs> fill that out and turn it in. We have a special treasure chest um, near the kneelers that you can go and place that in in an envelope. And then um, our financial team will look at that and you know help them know like mm-hmm. kind of where we are for yeah, for the coming uh, year. We don't look at them. No, I don't. I don't look at them. Um, I don't look at giving in general. Yeah. I don't look at. I, I look at the the, the, the bottom, number. The I don't look line. at who gives yeah. what. And I think I've said that several times. Like, I don't know who gives what, and I like it that way. Yeah. Um, because I'm a human being, and I don't want to treat someone differently because of what they may or may not give. So yeah. that would be really I totally would. Rude. Well, and that's why I don't want to, yeah. like, I don't want to know. It's I, not, not for me yeah. to do like, that. Like, for someone that actually controls all the back-end stuff, like, mm-hmm. like I do, mm-hmm. I purposely have not looked at the giving tab yeah. in three years. Yeah. Yeah. Now Kristen is in charge of it and she handles it and looks and at it all the time. And she's got a team and they take care of it. But, so they yeah, do it. Yeah. But yeah. We don't need to know that. No, we trust that people will, like I said, prayerfully um, look at where you are. And this is the first time we've done this, but we do want to hear from our ministry partners to say, hey, this is this is how I plan to contribute in the coming year so that we can increase the way that we are doing ministry in our community. That's yeah. really what it's about. That's the mm-hmm. bottom line on that. So thank you for being a church that's doing that. And if you've been like meaning to fill out or consider and look at your finances and, and prayerfully consider, and you just haven't yet, this is your friendly reminder from the voice of an angel. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, and on that note, Hey, uh, porch community, we thank you so much for spending some time with us, Josh. Thank you as always for what you do. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys this Sunday and talking to you again soon and seeing you guys. All right. See you, bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.